0: Let's give it up for PRISM night. It's going to be amazing. Wow. You know, something uh, significant is happening in the earth as it, related, as, it re- as it relates to the female breed, as she just said. I-, I really believe that. I think that it's such a key time in human history and, and as it relates to women and, and the Lord. And, and so we really believe that what we're doing through PRISM, which is specifically for women, Um, is going to bring great value, you know, in this moment, in this hour. And so these PRISM nights are building up to our PRISM conference, but um, I I find it really interesting that this night is dedicated to uh, refresh and reset. Taking a pause, and in that pause, in the presence of God, having something happen so significantly that it postures you for what's next. How many of you know we're living from moment to moment, and we should never stay stuck? We should be moving from what? Glory to glory, right? And there's moments where we need to, you know, pause and, and refresh and reset. And interestingly enough, that's what I'm going to talk about today. I didn't even remember that that was the, the, the title of this Friday. So I think there's something for this in us as I, as I communicate a cultural reality, because we've been in this good, It's Good to Be Us series. We're wrapping that up. But there's a cultural reality of the kingdom where heavy loads and heavy burdens are actually not ours to carry. Jesus came to take people that are burdened down with life and lighten the load. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. It's something so beautiful about that. And so here in this house, you know, we want to develop a culture where when people come in, they experience life. Life. And we're not asking you to, you know, put all your trust and your hope in the church or in a pastor or in a worship leader. But we are calling you to put all your hope and trust and love in Jesus Because I'm telling you, what I've found is is that, man, he will never fail you. Ever. Never. Never fail you. In the midst of all that's going on in the world, Jesus is that sure foundation. And so, refresh and reset. I want to put up a scripture today um, for you that we're just going to read through. And this will kind of just set the foundation of where I'm going. Jesus actually said this himself Um, and I think it's a very, very powerful verse. I, I don't think I've actually ever preached a message on this verse until today, but let's just read it through, and then we'll just see what Holy Spirit wants to do this morning, okay? Jesus said to this. He said, come to me. And he qualified it. He said, all who are weary and carry heavy Burdens. Now here's the promise. And I will give you rest. He continues and he says, take my yoke upon you and let me teach you. So it's, it's not just an experience. There's instruction that comes with this experience that gives us ammo to live a life well lived in God. Where when we get into these, listen, all, here's the truth. We're all going to come in moments in our life where we're going to feel tired, we're going to feel wearied, and there's going to be burdens. So here's the deal. Today, you may be in that place. Today, you may not. But the point of my teaching and my instruction and my equipping today is to bring the words of Jesus so that when it does happen or when someone needs this kind of help, to be refreshed and reset, to take a pause, we'll know how to help them from the word of the Lord. Because I'm humble, he says, gentle at heart, and and this is the, the, the amazing fruit that comes from this. He says, you will find rest for your soul. Wendy and I recently discovered Walmart Pickup Grocery Service. Now this is a supernatural thing happening in the earth right now. I mean, you don't have to pay extra for this. And they won't even let you give a tip. So it's crazy. I mean, we even tried to. No, I can't take a tip. It's part of the company policy. And. So I just, I just kind of, I'm a post-processor, you know, so I'll go and do something, then I'll think about it for a while, and I was thinking about this after we placed this order, went and picked up our groceries, there was this nice girl waiting there for us to load it into our car. I was like, why would anybody ever go into Walmart again, <laughs> ever? Think about that. That's a dangerous place to go. (laughs) I have lost my mind inside of Walmart before. Wendy gives me that list. Now, she's used to the grocery stores, guys. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm just wandering the aisles, you know, just, and I'm in the same aisle where the stuff is, and I just can't find it. And she sent me to help her out, but I'm on the phone, babe, where is, you know, and I'll give the item, and she's like, it's aisle six, it's down there on the right next to it, and and then I just still can't find it. But if you look at, like, our world today, I want you to think about this. Everything literally is being made to be easier for us. Yet the ironic paradox is, is that more people are burdened down in life in this generation than any other time in human history. I love the ease of technology. I love the things that are happening within our culture. But when I see the stress and the anxiety and the burden on people's backs like I do right now, I'm like, something is wrong. And honestly, you can try anything and everything, going on another vacation, buying that next great piece of clothing, or car, or you know, whatever it is, And I'm telling you, you will not find any more rest from your... You can go and act out on whatever, you know, thing that you feel you need to act out on. Just try to get some sort of reprieve. And I am telling you, you will not find rest for your soul. Jesus is... The only answer to this, and I'm actually in some ways, and not in some ways, in every way, glad for that because there's only really one answer for the burden that's on this world right now. It's not a church service, it's not another worship set, it's not some great pastor coming and mentoring you in your life. It's Jesus showing up and releasing that burden. Can we give him a hand for that? He is that good. most of you that were here last week would know that that Wendy and I were in North Carolina last week representing this house to by the grace of God bring comfort to a very hurting community we had befriended years ago a young couple who she was the daughter of a pastor in Winston-Salem big church influential church in fact her father uh, is, the, is, the, is the board president of Oral Roberts University. And um, we got very connected to this couple, got to know them very well. And when we met her, she was two years into this battle with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which, which for cancers are, are terrible and they're from the pit of hell. We know where they come from. But this is one that, you know, in many cases through medical treatment, you can find healing. Healing. But for whatever reason, they just couldn't get ahead of this disease. And we got a call on Wednesday of last week from the family. And this is a guy who's highly connected in ministry. His father and his father's father were pastors. They're they're high ups in the assemblies of God. That's the denomination this church is a part of. Again, ORU, board chairman. They felt for whatever reason to ask Wendy and I to come and speak at her celebration of life on Sunday night. I'm telling you, like in all of my years of ministry, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. And yet it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I'll remember forever. Can you imagine stepping into a crowd of 4,000-ish people, Family grieving husband, grieving parents, grieving brother, grieving church staff because she was the worship leader at that church, grieving community as a church, grieving city. Whitney was one that reached out to many millennials that were no longer attending church or had disconnected from Jesus altogether, and they were all there. And I wanted to honor her life because there was actually a moment where God used her to refresh and reset me. I loved what was being said by Alexandra. This is always a give and take in the body of Christ in the family of God. It's what it's all about. It's like when one is down, another one comes and picks you up. And she was that for me. So I wanted to honor her in a way where God would be glorified. And I'm telling you, church family, the presence of Jesus showed up in that room. Her grandfather came to me, 84 years old, crying. He's like, Young man, how did you do that? He says, I've been preaching my whole life in the way that you were able to weave your words to touch every heart in the room, including mine. He says, I feel like in many ways I've lost touch with today, this generation. I want to learn, I want to grow. An 84-year-old general, I gave him a big hug and I said, man, you are my hero. And the reason I wanted to do this for her is because several years ago, I was in Evian, France at a global leadership summit and she was there. It was actually the first time I met her and her husband, Alan, 27 years old, 25 at the time. And they were there with their family because, you know, they didn't know how much time if God didn't heal her, they would have left. And I'm so glad they went on those trips. That one, we were together another time in South Africa. And I found out that she was struggling with this disease. And the next day, I just had all night to kind of think about it. I was like, wow. Couldn't imagine being in, in the prime of my life, having to face that kind of a battle. What, how burdensome would that be? And the next morning, I didn't know this, but I didn't even know she was a worship leader. But her and her husband led us as You know, leaders, actually, I was just following Alan Platt on this trip. I shouldn't have even been there. There were some big leaders, like one guy from Russia that's planted over 300,000 churches under his movement. I mean, big leaders. And this humble little girl, young woman, begins to lead worship. And she sings this song by Will Reagan off his album, of all things, called Forever Days. And I actually just recently looked at the album cover, and it's kind of like this architectural drawing of the ark. And I was like, isn't that so appropriate? The song's called Take a Moment. And it goes something like this. It goes, take a moment and remember who God is and who I am, says Jesus. And then he sings, there you go. Lifting my load again. The ark, you know, even in the days of Noah, was a place that you could come into and find rest from all the turmoil going on in the environment. You were safe. Can you imagine, like, you get on that boat and the doors close and you're just like, oh, we made it. This is Jesus to us. He is the cleft of the rock that we need to run into again and again and find safety in the midst of a world filled with turmoil. And in that place of safety, come to know and come to be familiar with the environment of heaven. I wrote this excerpt. And I want to read it to you. It's from the book that I'm trying to finish off by the grace of God. <laughs> I need more time and a little bit more money, and this thing will be done. But, I, but I, out of the book, there's this section that I wrote, and I called it Two Sides of Favor. See, a lot of times we think, man, the favor of God, which, by the way, is on you, as much as it's on me or anybody else sitting in this room. There's two sides of favor. One of the sides is where man just all this stuff just starts opening up for you the parking spot when you're pulling into your favorite restaurant on a rainy day anybody else go hallelujah lord that's amazing the favor of god you know doors for jobs whatever it is that's one side of favor but the other side of favor is that you are marked and you are now at war with another culture that's going on out there in the world that's trying to dominate when we're actually called to be the head and not the tail. Can I get an amen? You're to turn me down a little bit, Kevin, because it's going to heat up. But you know what I mean? And there's an all-out assault. Like, I don't understand why Whitney got cancer. I know for sure God did not give her that disease. We know where that stuff comes from, but she, you know, it was, was, was enlisted into this battle that, that we're already in triumph because of what Jesus has done and we're advancing this thing called the kingdom of God. And because of that, sometimes life isn't so easy. In fact, I think one of the biggest ways we've been deceived is, man, we're just looking for everything to just get easy. If all my problems could just go away, I will be good. You will exhaust yourself if you live in that mentality. You actually have to invite Jesus in to your problems and your struggle and take him up on his promise and see what kind of manifestation you will experience because of what he said. So here's what I wrote. The favor of God is working in us for the specific purpose of manifesting greatness through us. Ultimately, it's to glorify Jesus. Can I get an amen? Not to build our own little castle within a kingdom, right? It's to glorify the Lord. But I wrote this. What most people don't see coming is that along the way, there will be times of great difficulty, The beautiful thing about Father is He takes whatever is trying to bring us harm and will work it out for our ultimate good, if we let Him. Come on. Truth be told, real talk here, when we're walking through whatever valley, newsflash, It doesn't feel like anything good is taking place. Quite the opposite is true, especially when the trial involves the loss, rejection, or betrayal of someone you love. Are you tracking with me? I've gone through several of these types of seasons in my life, which I now refer to as the -the prison-to-the-palace process. The Lord will never leave us in our prisons. He is always on a mission to deliver us to the palace that he's called us to step into in the favor of God despite our afflictions. And I need an amen right here. Though I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. You need to hear this. I wouldn't trade even one of these seasons for all the riches in the world because of the transformation that took place in my heart. Yeah. now ending with this and this is so true each and every time just when I thought all hope was lost I would somehow find myself on the backside of the wilderness eating of the goodness of God now positioned for either even greater impact You see, what the enemy throws at us backfires every time when we take upon ourselves the yoke of Jesus in the midst of our difficulty. It happened with Jesus, and as it went with Jesus, so it goes for us as his sons and daughters. Now, I just want to quickly just highlight four words in this verse that I think are really important for us to have instruction on and understand, okay? So going back to Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus said, come to me all you are weary heavy, and heavy, carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, teach, I will teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for my souls for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden that I give you is light. I wanna first point out the word weary. Weary, all right? The word here indicates that it's people who have been laboring under this load without pause for a long time. Now this is important because although all of us can get weary and all of us can carry burdens, I need to instruct you from the word of the Lord, you are not supposed to stay in that place for a long time. You may not be able to avoid it, but you don 't need to stay stuck in that place. Heavy burdens here it, it, the second phrase or word it, it 's indicative of uh, normal expected things that happen in life. Actually, the verse when Jesus was teaching on this it, it was like from like soldiers that that in their their, their job function, they were meant to carry these backpacks as they marched into war, that, that burden that they were meant to carry. It was expected. Like, we should not be as surprised by death. We should not be surprised by betrayal. We should not be surprised by whatever, fill in the blank challenge. Those things are part of life. But when you stay under the burden of something for too long, It's not healthy for you. Something's not right. I'm all about counseling, but if you're in in seeing a counselor about the same issue for the next five years, we've got a problem. We're putting our trust in something more than we are in Jesus to meet us in that moment. Now, I believe in counseling. I actually think it's one of the biggest things that's, that, that's, that's coming back in health into the body of Christ. You need someone to sit with you and help you to process through some stuff at times. That is not bad. That is not, that is not a, a, a negative thing at all. Actually, I think it's a very courageous and very wise thing to do. But the point that I'm trying to make is that we're not meant to stay in a place of being weary for too long. All right? Rest, when he says, I will give you rest, it, 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 it's from the Greek word anapal, which means to rest, to relax, to be calm, to refresh, to reset. It's, it's the root word "power," which paul, pow, which means to take a pause. So when I was over in France with Whitney... I thought I was there for this global leadership conference. It was a divine setup for Holy Spirit to come and meet me through this little daughter of the King. Touch my heart in a way. Bring a selah, a pause, to the craziness of my life and a place actually where I had been stuck under a burden for a little bit too long. And you know what happened? It lifted. He lifted my load. I don't have time to go through this, but I, I, I wrote down 10 signs that I, that I wanted to put out. I'll put them out briefly. That maybe your soul is a little weary. And it's usually manifest in your physical body, but I actually would say if your soul is weary, it doesn't have anything to do with your body. Number one is you just want to lie down during the day. I'm a professional napper, I connect with that. (laughs) But I'm talking about an extreme. All you want to do is sleep. You may feel headaches, you may feel dizziness, blurred vision. When someone asks you what's wrong, you may not even be able to articulate it because you don't even really know what's going on on the inside. You often feel fragmented, disoriented when your mind and your body, they feel out of sync. All of your emotions are intensified. You will cry or get angry for no apparent reason, and you have difficulty trusting someone. You have panic attacks or anxiety. You feel lonely even when you're around people. You have a bitter, jealous, or resentful thoughts about everything that's happening around you and normally you'd be compassionate, caring, and a forgiving person. Your body feels weak and you lack motivation. You often feel afraid or uncertain about your future and you want to pack your bags up and start all over again. So we wrap this up, we're going to In just a minute, we're gonna go into a song. But Jesus said in verse 25, he said, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Now contextually, Jesus was dealing with religion being uber burdensome to people. And somehow he was able, as a man of God, step into the midst of a religious environment. And people just wanted to be around that because there was life that was there for them in the midst of a pretty trying place. And the word easy here, it it literally means pleasurable, delightful, or comfortable. In other words, he's saying if you come into this moment with me and find rest where what you're dealing with is able to be given to me and you take my yoke upon you working with me says Jesus will be one of the most enjoyable experiences of your life Now, here's the, tr- here's the thing oftentimes in these things that wound our soul like Alexander was sharing very transparently like it had to do with women and pain with other women you see the thing that the, the enemy tries to wound you with is probably one of the things that God's called you most to connect with and then your focus gets on that thing and you just can't get off it we were watching the Count of Monte Crisco the other day and, and, and you know he got burned by his closest friends I took everything from him he's 13 years in prison and he, and he spent the whole 13 years plotting on how he was going to get all these people back and he comes in contact with the woman that he loved and she was like let it go let it go and he said don't you do that don't you take my anger away from me my rage from me my disappointment from me it's all I have see the trick the enemy gets us to put all of our focus all of our attention in all of these things and off of Jesus the thing about a yoke if you've seen them there it's 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 a it's an instrument for farming where you put either two horses or two oxen in to plow the field i thought about this lord what does it mean to take my yoke upon me your yoke upon me and he's like darren it's just where you trust me and you come and link into me and you allow yourself to go in the same direction that i'm going it's not that you're actually putting any effort in you know what i mean it's, he actually carries you in those moments. It's like you can't carry yourself. You just kind of latch into the yoke, and then you just let him drag you, you know, like we're you know. But at least no longer you're fighting him and trying to go some other direction or looking at some other source. That's the key. So as Whitney sang this song that we're going to sing today, I felt myself strap into that yoke of Jesus and the direction that I was heading just kind of fall away and I just went with the Lord and it was like all the joy, all the delight, all the beauty, all the feels. Didn't mean my problem was solved, okay? But all that stuff that I felt when I first met Jesus. So I'm not trying to be melodramatic here as we close, but I want to just let Ben sing this. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to go back. Pause. Take a say law. and go back to maybe when you felt something like what I'm talking about. That joy, that delight, that beauty. What, what Abby was singing about this morning. Oh, so simple. I love you. I trust you. Jesus, we do that.
1: Thank you, Lord. We
0: love you in this place, God.
1: Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my Lord again. Take a moment to remember. Who God is and who I am, there you go, lifting my Lord again. There you go, lifting my Lord again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am, there you go. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. There you go. Joke is easy, his burden is so light. No longer am I held by the yoke of this world. Come upon the yoke of Jesus. Joke is easy, his burden is so light. His burden is so light. You're lifting my... So light, no longer am I hell by the yoke of this world. Come up under the oak of Jesus. Joke is easy, his burden is so light. No longer am I hell by the yoke of this world. Come upon under the oak of Jesus. Joke is easy, his burden is so light. Joke is easy, his burden is so light. So easy, it's it's so
0: Yeah. You know, we, we heard when we went up to the funeral that literally in the last moments, when Whitney was suffering the most, that she came out of this in-between state that she was in she just kept saying over and over again, his presence, his presence, and then she would say, worship, worship. You see, for her on that moment, it wasn't another worship set or another song that she was going to sing. It was a lifestyle that she had cultivated with Jesus that in the midst of the most burdensome moment as she was getting ready to cross over into her eternal home she carried the yoke of Jesus on her shoulders if you're here today and there's any unnecessary burdens ones that you've been living under for way too long Jesus wants to come and he wants to lift those today maybe in the future maybe you'll experience this and you're going to remember this teaching and you're going to remember that man, I need to take upon the yoke of the Lord so that my life life, may not be problem free but it will be delightful again in Jesus because that's the life that we were supposed to live that is our portion we're supposed to be the happiest most, most delight filled people in all the world even if we have the most problems so Holy Spirit, we're asking for you to come and position this community in such a way that, Lord, we are free. We are free from the burdens of this world, God. That we can walk unhindered in the love of God because you have called us to do something profound even in this next season. It's time to refresh and reset. But it's unto something. It's unto transformation of our heart. And it's unto transformation of our families, of our city, of our region, and of our nation. Come on, pray with me. Lord, we're asking for a revival to come like never before in human history. For people that have found rest in God again that for people that have taken their eyes off of church and off of pastors and off of celebrity worship leaders and putting them back upon you again. They've taken their eyes off of problems and situations and worries and concerns that will come time and time again and they've put them back upon you Ministry teams come forward. Would you all stand with me as we close this time? If you've got something going on in your heart as we close and we release our parents to go get their kids, I think it would be completely appropriate to take a pause at the end of this service. This is not about some altar call. I'm talking just take a say law come down, and just before the Lord, as a movement of action, come and yoke with him again, and let him relieve that burden. You may feel something. You may not. It's not about your feelings. It's about that trust. I want to invite you to come. Listen, God bless you guys. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday. We'll see you next weekend.
1: Oh,